Welcome to Death is Everything. I'm Marianne. Oh, you got me. I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that was I a good smooth. You did, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Chris, I guess. Hi. <laughs> Always guessing. Uh, today we are here with our guest, Lucy Guillen, who also, by the way, in case you didn't know, is the queen of the world. Queen, uh, hold on, queen of everything. It's much more than the world. Everything. Okay, I'm sorry. I, you That's know, actually, I get yeah, beheaded. titles matter. But yeah. my powers, Mary. <laughs> my apologies, your majesty. Uh, <laughs> queen of everything. Wow. That was an in-joke that went awesomely well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for being with us today. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Before we jump into the interview, why don't you and Chris, I suppose, tell us how you know each other. Oh, so, oh my goodness. It's kind of a long story, but I'll make it short. We met in <laughs> massage school. Mm-hmm. We went, we were, which is bizarre, sort of, because I'm not really sure how either of us ended up there. I think Chris probably has a more straightforward Probably more story. linear, yeah. Yeah, whereas mine was super circuitous. I did all the jobs and all the things. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd been, I'd come out of a job where I was super burnt out. I was doing something that I hadn't, like, I never wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I was someone who grew up and I was very like, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it and it's going to be great. And I got to do it and it wasn't. And what was, was that like, thing? Working in the film industry. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I okay. wanted to, like, produce and, and, <laughs> direct and write and and I'd got yeah. I had like two master's degrees I'd like I'd spent years in school studying like yeah. all these things and then I'm like here I am Los Angeles and they're like would you like a job running tea for two hundred dollars mm-hmm. a week and I was like <laughs> um, yes that sounds about like the film industry <laughs> Yeah. So, so I ended up working in the finance industry for a bit, and I and I did really well, but I hated it. I made a lot mm-hmm. of money. I bought houses. It was all lovely, except that I hated my life. So yeah. you know, um, go on the handcuffs. And then <laughs> after a while, I was so miserable um, that I said to my partner at the time, "Look, I I just don't. I I kind of just don't even want to wake up in the morning. Not yeah. that I was suicidal, because I really didn't feel suicidal. I was just like, I hate this so much." Just I hope I, it stops. Yeah, I just I just want it to stop. And I was mm. 26. Wow. And I was earning a fortune. And I sort of forgot that you can quit jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think really a lot did. of people forget. Yeah. Yeah. And my partner said, you just shouldn't go into work anymore and you should quit. And I was like, huh. Oh, oh yes, yes, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I did. Yes. Well, so, and because I'm like super A-type and like responsible, I did go into work that day, but I put in my two weeks notice. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and and <laughs> I was, I, I mean, I was really lucky because I had savings and I, I was like, I'm going to give myself, I had six months savings, like living expenses. I'm going to give myself six months. If I don't find anything that like is my dream job, then yeah. I will just move on, figure out my life. Yeah. So, so I did. I I did find my dream job, uh, working at Sony or for a subsidiary of Sony, and um, and I loved it for about six months. 
and then it just went off a cliff and I just felt wow I worked so hard to get here yeah I, and I, I did all this studying and I have no choice I'm working like I'm not my parents would ask me what are you working on I'd be like oh some weird <laughs> reality tv show that I please I'm don't like not so embarrassing and awful <laughs> and I hate reality tv so working reality tv tv for me was just like this is not a thing <laughs> anyway all of that to be said I'm giving you my life story I like it it's great so I so so I did that um I I I kept on at it for three years because foolishly I kept thinking I was going to get better (laughs) Um, oh yeah sucks it it totally totally sucks it's Mm -hmm. super toxic and they expect you to do everything just because you're in the film industry Mm -hmm. you can get the same job in any other industry they will pay you twice as much yes a hundred times better yes (laughs) this has also been my experience yes yeah Yeah. um so (laughs) after three years I was like okay this is it now um I'm I'm gonna quit again but but at that point I was like I didn't have a dream to go for I was like, oh, I just, I'm a clean slate. I have to start from scratch. Yeah. So I went and I did every like night course. I did, you know. You explored. Basket weaving. Yeah, you just definitely. like, check it out. Let's see what it is, what, what's out there. Yeah. And one of those things and something that had been really interesting to me because of the job I had that I'd hated mm-hmm. was I was so stressed and I hated it so much that I spent all this time getting body work. Mm-hmm. And I had, oh. a really, I had a really amazing experience with both Reiki and craniosacral where like. Okay. One moment for the audience by body work. She means massage. I assume. Right. As opposed to sex work. For the layman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it still would have been fine. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Some massage people body work right. might mean plastic surgery as well. So. Oh, oh sure. fair. Right. We went straight to hooking. That too, you know, some people might wonder. To, to clarify, she means <laughs> massage. Like Massa- therapeutic yeah. type yeah. massage. And also kind of uh, just more folks. I'd been someone who was super cerebral, like from a really early age, generally hated physical activity. Mm-hmm. I did quite a bit of sports in high school, um, but you know, as little as, as I could get away with. Yeah. And, and generally um, would much prefer to have my nose in a book or be learning something or those kind of things. So like I, by the time I was in my mid to late twenties, I, I had achieved a lot with my brain. I had achieved yes. very little with my body and it was I'm pretty much disconnected. If there wasn't a neck there, you would be like, Oh, there's a head. And then I so, um, <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, I should probably get in touch with this business. Okay, yeah. Um, and so I did. So I did. Uh, and for the audience, I'm pointing downwards. Um, yeah. I so I I did a few. Th- I like meditation. I learned. I learned meditation. I'd been a vegetarian for a while at that point. I was just trying a very like spiritual track yeah. and trying to just get in touch with who I was and like what what I felt I needed as a yeah. being. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up in massage school, and then I met this one. And he was amazing. <laughs> what and was your first impression of him? This I might cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I doubt it. <laughs> no, um, he was really 
open hearted. Mm-hmm. And I think he was uh, not quite an open slate, but he was someone who I felt immediate kinship with. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I go back and forth on past lives. But if if I if there was anyone I know in a past life, mm. then I just That's I just felt like I knew him right away. Yeah, I yeah. Felt like, um, we had this crazy like uh, like one of the first times we hung out, like we hugged goodbye and then we just stayed hugging for I don't know. Yeah, it was like yeah. forty five minutes. Ridiculous. No joke. <laughs> we left class and we were saying goodbye like in the parking lot. We were just you know riffing and jamming like just we got along that well and we went to like hugged goodbye and in massage school they kind of like pushed that a little too oh like, like a long that, hug no 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 not that but like just being open and a little more mm. like being a little more <laughs> physically aware i guess and so we went to hug and then we just didn't stop just, yeah, it was, it, honestly it's one of my favorite memories because like mm. both of us are kind of the same we're both cerebral and I think oftentimes our brains leave our bodies, but that really was like, it, it just proved everything. Everything they were teaching us was like, this is good, right? This is really powerful stuff. And yeah, and and thank God, I mean, you're still in my life and, and because I don't know, we connected so <laughs> deeply yeah. in 45 minutes hugging, you know? Yeah, so, and we could, yeah. we like, that was 17, 18 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. And uh, I feel like there's there's a handful of people in my life who I just love without question and who I hope will always be in my life. And yeah, Chris is Chris is one of the I would say the chosen few, but maybe the unfortunate few. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same for my folks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Wonderful. So kind of a long story, but yes. No, it's uh, great. It's what life is all about. Yeah, and then Great. we sort of like we realized we had a lot in common. We both love comedy. We both love doing comedy. We both were doing stand up. Yeah, both yeah. music festivals. We there was a lot of things that we just really but drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, just, we just had a lot in common, and so it was. It, our friendship has been super easy. I don't think have we ever had a fight. I don't even think we've had a fight. I don't, no, ever. I don't think so. No. It's kind of embarrassingly gushy. Like, we should oh, probably no, let's. Great. You know what? No, I'm pissed at you. Chris and I have fights occasionally. I oh think yeah, we've had a few. We've had yeah. <laughs> we've had a few. Yeah, but but you know, again, <laughs> we come back. We all come back. Thank mm, God. Mm, mm. <laughs> the ones that matter. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So okay, well, awesome. I love that. I love hearing everything. It's all very interesting to me. I'm always interested in people's lives and connections. Um, So we're going to start with our interview questions and then we'll let you know when we finish and then we can just chat amongst ourselves. So Lucy, where did you grow up? Wow. You want the real answer? Way back to the beginning. Way back to the beginning. So I was born in Basingstoke in the United Kingdom, which is in the South Coast, like right in the middle. Like if you're looking at England, it's like on the water, like right in the middle. Okay. Um, and uh, kind of opposite the Isle of Wight and I grew up all over the South Coast like pretty much what I say to people between like Winchester and Brighton in lots that we moved around a lot okay. so yeah I, th- that's where I grew up I was really lucky in that I was exposed to travel quite a lot and you I think most Europeans are because it's so cheap we yeah. could get the the ferry to France for five pounds 
Oh, and wow. you were right there, so you could yeah, just... And it's just... Yeah, and it and once you're in France, you can get on a bus and go to anywhere in yeah. Europe, you know, and it's and it's so cheap and it feels very like in hindsight, gosh, I feel so lucky. But um yeah, I had yeah, so the south of England. Excellent. And what was your first experience with death? Ooh. I was trying to think about that because I suspected that that might be a question. Mm. Sure. Logical. Um, and I think definitely there were people in my life who died before this, but my first big memory of death was my grandfather on my mother's side. Mm -hmm. um, and he was very special and important part of my life. I loved him a lot. Uh, I think I was 10 or 11. He got really sick and had been sick for a while. Um, I mean, to be honest, he lived into, I want to say he was 80, early 80s when he died, which for a man of the kind of lifestyle yeah. he had, he was uh, a career cool. army, um, it, you know, world, like in, yeah. in, during the World War times. Um, and and he'd been raised, you know, he was Irish heritage English <laughs> and they were very Irish Catholic uh, okay. family. and um and he was so he you know he'd grown up you know poor without shoes kind of and and yeah had life had you know lots of children the way you do and so the fact that he lived to the age he did I think was quite impressive but um, yeah. yeah he was quite sick towards the end and I think what really sticks out about it in my memory was I felt like I was a very grown-up child Mm -hmm. I often felt like I was the care the caretaker, and it, uh, real or not, you know. Um, yeah, I felt like I grew up very quickly, and so by the time I was ten or eleven, in my head, I was an adult. Um, now I'm like I'm still not an adult. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, back then <laughs> I can't pay these bills. I'm a child. Someone else do. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Would you like to speak to one of my parents? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but. And they wouldn't let me see him in the hospital. And that's mm. that's what struck struck me. And and my mum mm. at the time, she explained it. And she was always very, um, she always talked me through things. I think she did a really good job with that um, mm -hmm. growing up. And she said she just didn't want me to remember him that way, mm. which mm. I think is totally valid and uh, so common, I think. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, he was lying in a room on a ventilator and, but I didn't get the chance to say goodbye. And then I wasn't mm. allowed to go to the funeral either. Uh, yeah. Why, why not the funeral? I don't same, know. Same reason? Yeah, just no children. I, I really oh. don't know um, or remember why. I think this is an area, yeah, I think this is an area where it's up to the adults raising the children to decide what they're going to allow them to be exposed to and whatnot. But from what I understand not just of my own childhood, but from some of the other adults I've spoken to is when they remember being deprived of that want, that's mm -hmm. where their memory lies is I wanted to see him and say goodbye, but I didn't get to. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's really interesting to me. It is really interesting but, because my memory of it is not the death so much as the lack of closure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something to it. That... Do you think that, I mean, 
now that's your tie, right, to that memory. Do you think if you had seen him, you would have then had the opposite feeling of like, well, <laughs> now I've seen him in this really, you know. Mm. Um, sorry, finish your thought. No, it's just, it's just like we, we, we always see what we experience, but not the other side of it. So like, yeah, there could have been trauma from there could have been trauma on the other end of it. So I'm wondering if you think that maybe that I think, I yeah, know. I think two things. One, I've done an awful lot of therapy. <laughs> so, yes. so I'm on the other side now. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so now when I think of him, I think of him sitting in his his armchair, mm. hiding sweets and uh, them in my pocket. Oh, mm. that's cute. Um, he always had the same two kinds of sweets. He had Fox's Glacier Mints and Werther's Originals. Mm. And, oh, yeah. and and they, what I always remember about them was because he had very arthritic hands mm. and he struggled to open them. Mm. So he would sometimes try and open them for me and sometimes I would help, but most time he'd just put them in my pocket. So he's um, like, here you go for later. <laughs> yeah, so my memory of him now is happy, whereas I think, I, I really don't know if my mom was right. I would, it, maybe that would have been replaced by the horrible image of him. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. The other thing is, I think I'm the kind of person I try very hard not to what if. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Because I think that way madness lies. Oh, um, yeah. Um, in the what if. Yeah. In the, in I, the yeah, I sort of suck in this, like, repetitive. Because you could do that infinitely. Yeah. I also, um, I think I'm pretty, like, I don't have many things I'm afraid of, but regret is one of them. Like I really yeah. am afraid of regretting things. And so I try very mm -hmm. hard to like process and cerebral, whatever. Oh yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm yeah. Yeah. I, We're all there. Yeah. Always trying not to regret. <laughs> I guess yeah. I, now that you've said it, cause I've never, uh, this is the first I've heard that. And my thought process, now that you're saying it, I look back at the people that I know who I've lost and my first thoughts are either them in the casket you know, I think of my grandpa, I see him in the casket. I think of my friend Ron, I see him in the casket. Yeah. I have to then push back past that memory to them alive. So there's almost, I don't know what would affect me worse because in the end, like, I think wanting to say goodbye and not being able to, it's actually a yeah. worse feeling mm -hmm. than remembering them dead. But yeah, but the concept makes Hard sense. I don't know because I don't, neither of us have the old, we only have the one version, yeah. right? So, yeah. 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 Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think happens when you die? Um, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, funk to funky, we know Major Tom's a junkie, something like that. Ah. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh, Smoke them while you got them. Quoting old rock and roll lyrics. Yeah, I don't really believe in an afterlife other than, here's the thing, I'm I'm pretty sure that I don't know anything. And <laughs> <laughs> but you're the queen of everything, yeah. so. I am the queen of everything. I feel like you I could just know. call the shots on all this. All this. Oh, I love that. Excellent. <laughs> so what I say goes, yeah. this is so much power. Um, <laughs> I might have to abdicate because you decided it was everything. That's a lot of decisions to make. Starting to feel too much. Um, maybe just the world. Maybe that's easier. Maybe just start by delegating that. I've been the queen of everything for twenty minutes. And I'm already like, this is too much effort. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
settle it down. Um, yeah, no, I, I think so. I'm very, very prepared to admit that I could be wrong and don't understand anything. But generally, I don't really, I don't, I certainly don't believe in any kind of religious type of afterlife. Um, I don't believe in heaven, hell, even like other dimensions of, you know, post. Alternate realities. Alternate realities. I, I, well, then that might be a mm, rabbit hole. That's different. Because, because mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, I kind of love quantum mechanics. If it can be scientifically. It's potential. Yeah, proven, there's potential. Then. But I also think there's so much stuff we don't understand. I tend to think that there is a lot of, I've definitely had like magical type experiences. I've seen ghosts. I've seen oh. fairies. I've definitely like, and that was before I was on the hard stuff, you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, so I, I am, pre- but I also am like, I, those, those could have been hallucinations. They could have been yeah. real. I don't know. I just assume until I don't know it's science that hasn't, we haven't seen that yet um but yeah i don't i i think i definitely have practiced faiths of like you know i i I studied Tao a lot i Mm -hmm. studied buddhism a lot and and i i'm very interested in alternative world religions alternative world religions but um yeah I, i tend to think that best case scenario it's just because i there's this sort of consciousness i guess that I think the way I kind of understand past lives or things like that to be is I do think there's this sort of spark of energy and if like the like the whole of everything is like this big pool we're just drips from that yeah. pool, and then we go back into the pool and then part of that drip may go into another drip that become you know then it, and it's all just part of this swimming oozing mess of cosmic ooze cosmic ooze (laughs) cosmic Cosmic ooze ooze. that's about the closest i get to it on a on a good like thoughtful day generally i'm kind of like smoke one going yeah 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 Yeah. man i don't think i i think i have almost the exact same thought process on it but i don't think i've ever enjoyed someone describe it more (laughs) than you'd (laughs) the pool of ooze the pool of the drip from the from the ooze i love the ooze yeah something about it i now have to go buy craft products at michael's and make some kind of a goo like oozy well when i was doing special effects we talked a lot about ultra slime which yeah. is like if you saw the movie Alien or Aliens, that stuff that drips oh, yeah. from them, and it's it's like the strings can go out really long. Yeah. Except we got to put like purple dye and oh, and glitter, teal and a, glitter. Yeah, a single a single soul dripping from the pool of ooze. and soul drip, soul drip. See, this and that's the perfect way to describe it because backyard kind of thing. a little glitter from your life ends up in the in another soul's life right in the super ooze yeah and possibly some murky goop as well i don't know yeah Let's yeah put all the murky goop in a corner <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works oh, it diffuses no. it diffuses so lucy is there a story about someone you know who has died that you would like to tell Oof. and this can be anything it doesn't have to be some positive affirmation it can be like Gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Gossip on death here. It can um, be fun. 
We welcome uh, all. I love manner. your dark senses of humor, and it's kind of like a warm bath. When you have a really dark sense of humor and you're around people who don't, it is there is a sort of you're realizing you're having to self edit a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you feel alone in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, yes, I don't know if like to tell is the right thing, but I think this might be quite cathartic. Okay, I had um, and Chris, you might remember him. Do you remember? I don't know if I should say his name because it's probably we not. can bleep it out if you'd like. Yeah, that's fine. We're just silence that moment yeah you could just say a friend yeah well so oh to ask me yeah so his name was um oh the guy from the guy from the house we lived in yeah 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 so i ended up dating him kind of on and off and he was like an on again off again boyfriend for a a few years and um, wait sorry was this the house on crenshaw or off of crenshaw yeah Okay. The giant mansion. I remember that place. Yeah, totally. And Go I don't on. know why. Um, I have so much, like, compassion for him. I here's here's where I get stuck in my head about it. I never really wanted to date him. Hmm. It was no, I never wanted to date him. Period. Hmm. But we would have these like intense kind of like weekends like once or twice a year for years and um but he was never like partner or relationship material yeah but he really really wanted to be mm-hmm. and but he had so many demons i've 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 like i've known a handful of people with as bad demons as he had and it rarely ends well yeah but he yeah he just um and I think the reason I want to tell it and, and have some catharsis with it is because I have I have regret mm-hmm. and I and I I am mm-hmm. confused as to whether it's narcissism on my part mm-hmm. okay. or genuine concern. And I'll, oh, tell well, you, I'll tell you. Yeah, okay, cool. You can tell me and, and analyze. Um yeah. the last time I spoke to him. Um, so I had, so here's what would happen because we lived in quite different cities all over the world. Mm-hmm. He would sometimes be like, I'm going to Belize, come, you know, we'll go for the weekend, it'll be nice. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Um, I mean, as you would, because sure. he made a lot of money, he he worked, he worked for quite a big software company, so he could, you could easily as visit, big, yeah. and money wasn't, yeah, a concern to- and... totally. Mm-hmm. He, he would fly me all over the place, and sometimes he'd just show up in Los Angeles or wherever. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool, and it was it was fun, and I was certainly at the time not wanting anything serious anyway. Yeah. Um, so it was nice. It was kind of like, yeah, I'm single and having my own life, and then I have this, you know. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's go to Belize. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so this, so then I'd gone, I'd gone away to grad school, and then I saw him pretty, and this was in Long Beach, and pretty. I saw him like like the first semester of grad school. Then I didn't see him again for about, well, I didn't see him again. Gosh, I didn't see him again. Okay. So a year, so I we had a weekend, it was it was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. in Long Beach. And a year, so and then about 
about a year later, I started dating my now husband. Okay. And uh, very quickly that became, oh, yeah, this is. Like, this is serious. Obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then, of course, two months later after that, I moved to Chicago because that's what I do. Um, (laughs) It was for a job, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, and I hadn't spoken to to my friend um, in that time. And to be honest, hadn't really thought about him that much. Yeah. It sounds like he was like a someone who would pop up and then and, and, and sort of and yeah and and once things started happening with my husband I stopped being interested in, in anyone else right um so I went to Chicago and 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 Eric would visit I mean Eric visited every couple of weeks like mm-hmm. he, you know things uh, were at that point. yeah because at that point Travel. We like, it and it was that bloom of like you know that that forever person and yeah Anyway, Beautiful. about yeah, about six weeks into me moving to Chicago, my friend my friend called me and he said, uh, "Oh hey, how you doing? Um, you know where you at?" And I was like, "I'm in Chicago." And he's like, "Oh okay," thinking I was in Los Angeles. He said, um, yeah. "You know, uh, I'm in Austin. Can you come and visit me?" And I was like, um, <sighs> "No, <laughs> uh, not really." Um, no. But, but but the not really was for work, and it, that was my initial thought. Mm. And then he said, "Oh well, I'll come and visit you." And I said, "Well, here's the thing: you can, but I should tell you that I'm in a serious relationship, so you can't. You can't. Like there's, you can't stay with me. And to be honest, it might upset my boyfriend if you do come and visit me because, you know, it's yeah. weird. We're trying to do this long distance thing and." You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, and we're sex friends. <laughs> yes, and we're sex friends. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, boyfriends I mean, don't like that. I've yeah. heard it. <laughs> there's um, an understandable um <laughs> sure. you know. Some some do, but not and in this. Sure. That's different. That's uh, absolutely. Different. Yeah. There um, yes. <laughs> consent yeah. for everyone yeah. is ideal. <laughs> and so and he said, Oh. And he said, so so we'd had this Oh God! We had had this thing. I've never told anyone this. We had so when he turned, he was a little bit older than me, not much, but maybe six years older than me. And he said, "If I haven't found anyone to marry by the time I turn fifty, will you marry me?" Oh. It was kind of a joke. We were drunk. It was like. I didn't really take it seriously. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can be my backup, blah, 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 blah. Oh, dear. Now, I'm saying, I, I'm only saying that. I've never told anyone that, I don't think. I'm saying it because I didn't really take it seriously, but I really think he did. But mm-hmm. I don't know that he did. Yeah. I'm it's, just projecting. It's hard to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, And then he said, so I guess we're not getting married when I'm 50 then. And, mm. I, and I was like, oh, well, no. I mean, yes, you know, that's no. kind of evidence that he might have taken the, it seriously. Yeah. 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 That was the first was thought hoping, that came to mind. Yeah. Yeah, but in a I way. He was or wasn't. Because also, it's not like he wasn't seeing. He was very much a ladies' man, and he he always had women on the go. Is this, didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Because is this I, the portion of the story where we judge whether it's narcissistic or al- Almost. Okay. Because I have thoughts, but I'll wait. Yes. Okay. 
that was the last time I spoke to him. Mm. And then about six months after that, his sister called me and told me he was dead. And he had taken an overdose. Mm. Now, she didn't know, and I don't know, uh, whether it was an accident or not. He yeah. did use drugs pretty regularly and hardcore. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was yeah. not careful about that stuff. Um, having yeah. said that, he was also definitely manic depressive, definitely, ha like I said, had his own demons, was the yeah. guy, you know, he was the William Burroughs character mm. right from ketamine at 2 a.m. You know. Yeah. Uh, and so here is where you judge regret or narcissism. It was six months later. I don't know if it had anything to do with me or not. I do carry a little bit of guilt because I worry that I didn't tell him, I, like I didn't let him down more gently or I didn't tell him or I didn't like, he took it more seriously than I did or maybe he didn't at all and maybe it's completely unrelated or connected to how I acted. I really don't know. But I that was in 2012. How old was he? At, at that, that time, early 40s. Early 40s. Okay. You know, I, all I'll say is this, and, and who knows? I think that in the end, who knows? And I think whenever someone leaves us, we always, the most of us think of our role in yeah. their lives because it's yeah. all we have, right? Yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? It's the only side of the story but, we have the most information on. What, what I picture is, like, if I'm, and this is logic, if I were near, if I were like 49, and I was expecting to marry you at 15. What's the point of carrying on? Like, fuck, this was my one, this was the oh, one thing I had planned. My backup, yeah. But no. if he was early 40s, I feel like, and it was six months late. It's hard to say. I don't know. Totally. I, I, I hope you don't, but I hope you don't carry that as a weight because mm, some really. part of you, of course, but some when part it, can't. Yeah. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, some part of you can't help it, but. Yeah, I, there's, yeah. there's nothing I could have done. And like I said, therapy, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I feel, I feel sad for him. I feel really, really yeah. sad for him. And I'm sorry, his life, like, cause I, I think what he really wanted, he re he did really want to be married and partnered. In yeah. He just couldn't get it together. I think that, that promise of when we're 50 is sort of a I think that there's something of also the other thing I think is he came back to you repeatedly and mm. he had these other things and you were probably a secure person to him and I don't yeah. I think the marriage proposal was more serious than he my this best. is just my outsider point yeah. of view I think there is some sincerity in that and that there was a level of love, but also, as you said, he had demons and he was kind of off doing his own thing. And it speaks to an inability to say, I want this from you and stop and actually pay attention to a relationship, you know, that, that really, who's to say if it would have worked out if you had both 
you didn't want to though you know what i mean i, I so never would like, i never would have i didn't yeah. i i didn't even think of it again until he said it when we spoke yeah and so reality is that wasn't going to be a thing and um but he brought it up in that conversation right that's oh, a telltale yeah. i could you see know, why it would he, i could see why that would hurt or hit you you know but again, like he might also have been lashing out. You just and yeah, nobody knows. None of I it just, makes yeah. you responsible. No, for it. And I, I, I think what has been hard is, I don't actually. So his, um, his, his sister called. It, it struck me as particularly weird because I'd never met his family. Mm. He really didn't like his family very much. He'd changed his name to avoid them as a, as a single man changed yeah. his name not yeah. be part of them but he was close to one of his sisters and he had told her, her about me which yeah. why would you that's mm-hmm. why i think there were more feelings on his end to track me down to find me yeah. on linkedin yeah i'm sure he had feelings beyond what he yeah. you know i think he just didn't express it and yeah i guess this is a good place to to say that i think it might all be your fault actually i think that's <laughs> i do i think looking hearing everything the queen of everything so <laughs> you do have as the queen of everything you do have all the responsibility for everything that's ever happened ever it's getting worse and worse i resign immediately we're just like we're gonna make you really understand this whole everything <laughs> <laughs> you know one of my i i say this off the cuff a lot but it was really true my first ambition was to be the first female prime minister of great britain and that was until i was three when margaret thatcher came into power yeah so prior to the age of three i wanted to be the prime minister <laughs> i look back at that and i'm like i knew i wanted it so badly and then yeah. margaret thatcher completely ruined it for me she took it from you fucking margaret thatcher uh, she ruined she the ruined dreams of little girls <laughs> and dream ruiner and then and now i look back and i'm like man i like i find politics really fascinating and i've always wanted to like contribute mm. and i definitely do that kind of social community kind of local yeah. politics thing but man i never want to be in the position where i have to be like you know, push the button. all of those it major sucks. female politicians Listen, because of, <laughs> I may have to cut this because I'm going to say some political shit right now. But because of the fucking patriarchy, men have been <laughs> running things forever. Every time a woman gets into office, we inherit a pile of bullshit and then get criticized for it because yeah, Chris. we're responsible for all, everything, apparently. Stop creating big piles of poopy. And see, and see, as a guy, I'm Chris part of the patriarchy. Of kind of, yes, but <laughs> you have a very you, minuscule. Uh, wow, I'm minuscule. That's how little I matter. To, uh, <laughs> Listen, you're only in charge of the front end at Whole Foods, dude. Uh, wow, and only Once one you store. Get higher up. Oh, I'm just part of a network of patriarch. <laughs> you yes, know, my little corner echelon. is all part of the whole thing. We all it's agree true. on everything. It's Rather true. the front end than the back end. Oh, well, oh, back wait. end is the best yeah. end to be in. <laughs> just, it de- well, it depends on if Whole Foods, maybe. Is it, is it ass to mouth? That's the question. Oh, dear. 
<laughs> is it uh, like human centipede? Because I'd rather be a question. <laughs> okay, okay. Let okay. us return to the pod. We just have a few more and then we yeah, can yeah, resolve yeah. into madness. <laughs> well, I think it's already happened. Uh, okay, so way, way away from all of that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, does the prospect of dying or death inspire your life in any way? Oh, yeah, I def definitely think so. Um, I'm one of the few people I know who actively really enjoys getting older. I always uh, wanted to be old. I love being old. I love getting older. It's my favorite excuse for everything. I'm sorry, I'm too old for that shit. Like, <laughs> I, it's just great. It's so cool and empowering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to sort of ignore that at the end of that, there's death, right? <laughs> right. That's the part that gets, you know, and I think that... I do think about death quite a lot. I'm, I have relatively good genetics in that most of my family members have lived a very long life. All my female family members have lasted well into their 90s, yeah. uh, despite smoking for 50 years and all kinds wow, of Wow, that's impressive. Um, yeah, so genetically, I'm knocking on all the things, um, but genetically, I'm pretty lucky. Um, and so I like to think that say, you know, saving any awful things happening, I will probably live a relatively good long life. And so what do I contribute mm. to society because of that? And so I do feel like I'm super lucky. I've had so many advantages and I'm so just um oh god hashtag blessed i hate that phrase but you know what I'm, <laughs> I'm so grateful for all, all the things i've had and so i feel like i get a lot of juice out of it i also don't really believe that there's selfless behavior sure I mean, like, that always makes me sound a little bit crazy but like i think everything we do is selfish you know it's it's yeah there's nothing you can do without self-interest and so i get a lot of juice i get a lot of joy out of like giving and donated mm. time and all those sort of things. So anyway, so you I think about death. <laughs> yes, my altruism. So I think about death in that sense, like how long have I got and what do I exchange for that? Mm. And then I also think I really live my life trying to avoid regret. Like I said earlier, like I'm almost phobic about it. Yeah. Like if, if, any, yeah. if anything worries me or I have anxiety or I'm bothered or afraid of anything, the first thing I think is, if I'm 19 on my deathbed, am I going to regret not doing this? Mm. And I generally believe that you regret the things you don't do far more than things. Yeah, you do. I love that. And so, um, yeah, so that's that so much. sort of my mantra for living. So a lot of it is about thinking. If I'm 90 on my deathbed, will I regret not doing this? Damn. Mm. So many things. <laughs> Uh, you want it deep, right? Because I can go shallow too. No, no, that was perfect. <laughs> no, we like it deep here. We like it deep, um, yeah. yeah, real deep. Yeah, I know you so, <laughs> I know you've heard. Um, yeah. So, do you want to be buried, cremated, or something else? Oh, um, I think almost certainly cremated and then um, scattered at sea. Oh, um, any specific sea? Mm -hmm. No. 
just over water. It could be a lake, okay. actually. I'm saying the sea, but I really mean over water. Okay, okay, because there is a difference. <laughs> yes. Probably and not so- a pool. Like, that just seems like yeah. Mm, yeah, like a natural body of water. Yeah, and something that has, like, running. Like a lake okay. might even, even then might be a A bit. river or an ocean or a yeah. moving body of water. Small tangent. I just saw that animated video that shows you how deep the ocean is. Have you seen this? It's spectacular. You need to Google it. It's awesome. Um, Anyway, yeah, I had, um, when I was younger, probably till I was in my mid to late teens, I was really terrified of being buried alive. Mm. And I I had this whole contraption of bell. I don't know if you, you probably, you guys probably do know. Most people don't because they're not weird goths. I know. (laughs) I know what you're going to. The dead man's bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the like tying a rope to your toe and having the bell pull over the, over the grave and all of that stuff. Yes. And then I learned about cremation. I was like, oh no, that's the way forward. Because yes, all right, Mm. fiery pain and doom, still better than having to claw your way out of a coffin. (laughs) Because it'll end. Because it'll end, yes, exactly. And you'll probably you'll probably die of smoke inhalation. It's, it'll be hot, but you'll probably die of like <laughs> anyway. If you're dead, you're quick. not inhaling. But yeah. Well, she's saying in case she's still alive when they're starting. Oh, in case you like wake up. That was the thing. I was really episode, afraid of yeah. being mistaken for dead. Yeah. Yes. And then the consequence of that. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a nightmare. <laughs> I yeah. Agree. Which so it must have happened a bunch. For that to have even been a thing. And the with problem a is, I bell. grew up around like witchy graveyards. I grew yeah. up in the countryside where there was all these ancient, like hundreds and hundreds of years, crumbled tombstones and unmarked yeah. graves and very that. British and witchy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it definitely inspired me a lot to think about, like, oh God, all these people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is terrifying. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any specific way you'd like your funeral to be? I, w- I really want it to be like happy. I think okay. I have the idea of like this, that kind of Irish wake kind of thing. Oh. I, th- I think probably. What... Go ahead, sorry. What does an Irish wake entail? Um, mostly drinking at a pub. I love that. Yeah, with lots of food and drink and everything. And it's more about. I think this is a Jewish tradition too. You talk about the their life mm-hmm. and their meaning and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, uh, humble brag. But like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't want it to be gloomy. I definitely don't want like drag, religious kind of garb or music. Um, I probably think unreasonably too much about the music I want played in my car. <gasps> I think about that at least weekly well that's an excellent segue (laughs) so like what what do you want what do you want played oh no it changes all the time i really wish for a very long time oh god (laughs) just say it was it was it tub thumper by chumbawamba (laughs) but i get up again well that that would define my fear (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, it was um, so no for the longest time it was Layla by Eric Clapton okay which in hindsight I find really weird I don't it's an odd odd choice the the reason I liked it at the time was not anything about the story or the words or the anything like that I just there is a 
there is a part of it that I just find to be some of the most beautiful music I've heard. And I just sort of wanted to share. Like the reason I think about it is there's not very many things, maybe more now, but when I was younger and all cerebral and out of my body and shit, there wasn't many things that like connected me to just like out the outside and music is one of them right art and music and creation and so I I, I have always had is just a few songs that that parts of them when I hear them it just like I get shivers up my spine and it just puts me in a place that I like I yeah. don't believe in God but if I was going to believe in God it would be in those moments oh interesting yeah I like that yeah. And and there is a piece of music in Layla, it's like a, the guitar solo, where it just, every time I hear it, it's just like, mm. even thinking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. Mm. Ooh, interesting. So that's why it was Layla. But in hindsight, no, not Layla, because that's not. That's, that's not, not the not one. What you're talking about. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't remember the lyrics from Layla, so I can't. Well, it's like a break, like, he, okay, so Eric Clapton wrote it because he was in love with George Harrison's wife. So it's about a woman you oh, can't have. Oh, but then yeah. the woman ended up leaving George Harrison and marrying Eric Clapton. So it's all a bit gross and weird and like, <laughs> story, like it's, it's insane. Well, it's, and if you're Layla, he can't have you because you're cremated in an urn. So sure, 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 then sure. it'd be then really weird if someone then married the urn, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't marry my urn. That's one of my few. I'm going to put that in my will. Um, someone don't marry let anyone marry my urn. Even if by that point it is legal to marry inanimate objects, please do not marry my urn. This feels like maybe another song. I think it might a song be title legal. I don't exist. know that it's illegal. We have to find You can marry out. a tree, right? I mean, maybe not in America. I don't know. Wherever. There are places you can it marry. It depends on what state marry my urn. My urn wants to be single. My urn wants to mingle. All I right. See. Leave it alone. Only Leave it in the mausoleum. encounters with this urn. <laughs> with, with other urns in the mausoleum. Yeah, well, okay. in the end, it's going to be empty because my is going to be at CEO. So. Yeah, yeah, so what's the point of the... We're just... It's decorative. It just feels mildly rapey. I don't know. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> don't want any. No yeah. post-mortem. No, no yes. post Yeah. Wow, Lucy. These, are, these have all been very interesting answers. That's the conclusion of our... You like so smoothly included. We have questions with secondary questions and you hit these points so beautifully. Um, It was lovely, (laughs) lovely interview. Um, Queen of everything and nothing. Everything and nothing. (laughs) Demoted. Now demoted. (laughs) Demoted. (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to discuss or something you thought about uh, before recording with us today that you'd like to discuss? Yes, I want to talk about my dog. Oh, I love that. Let's do it. Really, really sad and really, really fresh. Okay, um, I'm gonna. I don't have tissues, so a nice naughty cry. Just accept it. That's then. That's okay. I don't know if it'll be sad for you, and um, but anyway. Uh, so as you probably recall, uh, we were scheduled to record this on the night my dog was was put down. Yes, I'm um, so sorry. Thank you. It it was awful. And yet a small part of me thought maybe I should do this because I guess I'm interested in, in experience, human experience, 
and sharing the, the nature of things. And in hindsight, I couldn't have done it. I was just bawling. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or not like I couldn't. I was like ugly, sobbing, crying. He, mm-hmm. um, so, but part of me thinks, man, when it's that fresh, and uh, and I wanted to say to you earlier how much I respect your story of the starting of the podcast because I get there is a nature of like self-examination, self-awareness. I am going through this experience and I want it to mean something and I want it to be recorded. I want yeah. to have a historic record of it. Yeah. Like, because that's how I that's how I connect. That's how I make sense of it. Make sense of the mm-hmm. insensible, right? Yeah. And maybe someone else will resonate with this. Yeah. And someone who doesn't have access to <clears throat> but let alone it, professional therapy, but even for, like the amount of loneliness in this world, people who have no one to talk to. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Anyway, my dog, she was sick for a very long time, mm-hmm. months, months, and months, and months, and months of pretty awful incontinence, pain, yeah. drugs. And that my husband and I talked about it and still do talk about it a lot because it shouldn't, you know, I mean, say what you like about people and dogs that like it's not the same it's not the same losing parent as it is losing a dog of course it isn't but but there is there is a thing about it that like sitting and watching like we we had an in-home specialist come yeah she sat with us we had we had planned it so she came out and gave us consultation and then two weeks later she came out and and did it yeah and planned it we planned her death yeah Mm -hmm. We planned it like we would plan a party. Yeah. She had, she had all these questions. She wanted to know, do you want people there? Do you want awake? How do you want the people? Like she it was, was like a death doula for you. She was complete. She, 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 that's exactly what she is, a vet doula. Yeah. And she, um, yeah, she, she said, you know, this is exactly what will happen. She will have a moment of euphoria. Yeah. Prepare this, these things. And we did it, and we went through this experience, and it was a, it went about as well as something like that could. Yeah, and, um, it was awful, but also she she was finally out of pain. Yeah, I think that that is my most recent brush with her. Yeah, and um, uh, you know what? I I'm sorry. No, um, go ahead. What I will say about all of that is I was able to speak a few days after my mom passed and I had spent a very long time crying about it ahead of time because I knew five years before she died that she was going to die a very slow and painful and long process. So I had been like emoting, 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 and it was a very bizarre experience after she died. My dog that I had for 16 years I can't even talk about it now. Yeah. Um, I totally get it. Sorry. Don't be. (laughs) So he passed away in April of 2022 and I still am fucked (laughs) up about it. So (laughs) like I have, we had talked about, um, we had talked about doing an episode about it but it's like such a different experience um Mm -hmm. with an animal that you've loved 
and I'm also a child-free person. I say child-free and not childless because I'm not less a child. I'm free of children. Um, <laughs> completely. Thanks for the win. And so I think, um, and this I've experienced, I have other friends who have lost what people call pets, which to me are animal family members. Yep. Um, and it's a totally different loss. Yep. And it, yeah. And so it's definitely not less than a human. Um, it's definitely different. And yeah. And I feel like you did all the right things. You know, you, you learned what was going to happen and you created an atmosphere to release this soul that you've cared for for how many years you know how many years did you have your dog we only had her for five years because we we rescued her and she was adult when we rescued her and and what was her name honey bear honey Honey bear Bear. that's yeah yeah Yeah, so i get it i get you know the we have a desire to share and i think it's good um and i still try and i still struggle with it it is one of those things and i think i am trying harder to speak about it because i do feel like when you don't it becomes worse it's like those yeah, secrets yeah. that just become yeah toxic um but yeah i think one of the things my husband says a lot is he he can talk about his parents dying they're not dead they and actually mm-hmm. they're quite young and quite, <laughs> um, he's very but, early yeah, as opposed my parents are quite a bit older, you know, in their 70s to 80s, and, and yeah. whereas his parents are still in their 60s and still very active. And mm-hmm. um, So, but but he, he can sort of think about that and talk about that and process that he could barely process. In fact, he had a harder time, I think, than I did. Yeah. He, he could barely function. Um, yeah. And he couldn't, he could, he just couldn't talk about, you could see his brain would just like short circuit yeah because yeah i think the thing was and about pets too there is something akin to children and i think we expect to lose our parents right yeah it sucks but we do yeah Um, but yeah because pets take the role of children in in a lot of our lives it's sorry excuse me it's really very difficult um to process and i think so much of our routine was around her. Like we picked this house for her because it had a yard. Like, yeah. we, like yeah. every time I, I look, like we've got rugs throughout the house because she would slip on the hardwood floor. Oh, from running, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, and and so much of our routine, like we'd wake up and we'd be like, normally we'd go feed the dog. There's yeah. Nothing- it's, yeah. Anyway. It's so funny you bring it up. I was washing dishes today and I kept thinking, about how I would always wash the dishes and my dog would come and sit by my feet there. And it's yeah. like, oh, I hate washing dishes now because yeah. that used to be my thing that I'd look down and be like, what are you doing? You know, like, hey. And it just, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot to those relationships. There's still relationships that are important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we're going to, wrap up the death conversation I think yeah. that's the thing right you can't have you can't have life without death and I think if you ignore death or don't embrace death or don't think about death I don't really know how true you can be to living your life yeah and I think so 
Yeah. So I think what you're doing is super important. Um, and not to be like weird about it, but yeah, I think. No, I'm glad you like it. It's. I, I do. I think it's really cool and important. And and thank you for, thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being <laughs> a friend. That yes. was that was my line. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Lucy. I knew eventually oh. I was gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I. I have been told before that I can say quite sad things without without making people cry. So, you know, I'm quite impressed you last as long as you did. I could have. I, gone... It's the dog stuff. I I <laughs> cannot hold it together to talk about my dog, and I got more out today than I have I think in past episodes. So yeah, it's good. I um thank you for chipping sure. away. Yeah, I. I used to say that about Disney movies. Like, I'm, I've am i never been a massive fan of Disney movies. There's a few I really, really like. The main reason is that because they kind of oh. anthropomorphize humans onto animals all the time, I can't bear it. I can't yeah. watch them. Like, I've seen them. I remember seeing Bambi as a kid. And was devast- like, oh, I can't- so the was- only, only movies I like are the ones where it's people, like Aladdin or, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's the things. animal death that's... Jungle Book, yeah. like any of the... Dumbo forget about it There's oh no- god dumbo though jeez just no heartbreak. those way. monsters it, even Humans. even like i don't know the the lady in the tramp stop already it's just <laughs> too hard i don't want to see poor dogs just give them all cushions and palaces <laughs> the queen you you heard it here first land of the living the queen yeah. of everything says get all the animals cushions <laughs> okay, I take it back. I want the title back then. But only okay. for right, the right. animal bit. Okay, only for the animal okay. bit. The I queen of all animals. Make, <laughs> I don't want to have to make the hard decisions. I just want to <laughs> give animals soft things. <laughs> I think that's fair. So, Lucy, <laughs> is there a <laughs> is there a place that people can find you? Is there Instagram, Twitter? I get. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really in the public eye so much anymore. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm kind of a business lady right now. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. Um, you can find me at Sherm next week. No, that's silly. Uh, that's the <laughs> Society for Human Resource Management. Wow, Ooh, that's very exciting. Uh, it's a conference in Las Vegas, so I'm going to be there. Come cool. Cool. Is, is it at the Hilton? Uh, is it at? Where's it at? <laughs> no, no. It's at, it's at the Las Vegas Conference Center. Uh, uh, all right so go find lucy at the las vegas convention center (laughs) if you have hr questions if you have hr questions (laughs) yeah she is the one i am the one one. all right yeah i do i'm a business consultant so yeah you can find me online if you want to consult about business want to consult yeah no dick pics please (laughs) well it was really great having you on lucy and even though i might have cried a little too and i might have shut down because the pain was too strong um i had a lovely time i had a really I had a lovely thank time you for being here. <laughs> it was lovely <laughs> thank you land of the living we'll uh catch you guys next time i hope you live to hear the next episode <laughs> me too <laughs> so thank you for listening to death is everything please if you like us rate review and subscribe you can find us on a few different social media sites you can find us on instagram at d period i period e period underscore cast and on twitter at death every cast if you're interested in interviewing or being a guest go ahead and send an email to hello at death is everything.com and check out our website death is everything.com we have merchandise we have 
all the episodes from this podcast and episodes I have been a guest on other podcasts as well. See you later, Land of the Living.